Hi, and welcome to The Boobie Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. <laughs> and I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls, where you can get all of our bonus content, including our Booby serials. Currently, we have our Firefly Lane series on there. We have our Behind Her Eyes series on there. And then soon, um, coming up in August, we'll be starting the Nine Perfect Strangers, I think is what it's called. Now I'm drawing a blank. I think that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just hit the mic. It's fine. Anyway, um, so yeah, you can uh, find all of our bonus content on there. And this week we are covering The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. And I have titled this, If We Burn, You Burn With Us. Well, I guess I'll take that quote out of my (laughs) who said it. (laughs) All right. So No, you don't get to take it out. You don't? No, you can no, I, that one was like a, I'm just going to throw it in there because I knew you'd know, but it's okay. fine. Anyway. <laughs> so the book was originally published August 24th, 2010. It's written by Suzanne Collins. It has a 4.05 out of 5 on Goodreads and it's 390 pages. And the movie came out, uh, the first part came out in 2014. So they literally have gone 2012. 2013, 2014. Churn them out. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> um, it's rated PG-13. It's an action-adventure action sci-fi, so back to sci-fi, no longer a mystery for whatever reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, the mystery is solved now. <laughs> yes, it's not, though. <laughs> uh, it's two hours and three minutes long, and it's uh, still directed by Francis Lawrence. I appreciated that this one was a little bit shorter, obviously, because they had to split into two movies, yes. but I appreciated it. So the IMDb synopsis reads, Katniss Everdeen is in District 13 after she shatters the games forever. <laughs> Under forever. The, forever. <laughs> Under the leadership of President Coyne and the advice of her trusted friends, Katniss spreads her wings as she fights to save PETA and a nation moved by her courage. Mm. It's very wordy. It is. <laughs> I have a question about the whole President Coyne thing. Mm. Like, does every district have, like, a president? Or does she just, like self-appoint herself i think she made herself well i don't know if she did but like they gave or they have a president because they don't they're not under the rule of the capital so they have to have like someone kind of got it yeah So some interesting facts. Uh, The book sold 450,000 copies in the first week of its release, which I think is pretty decent. Yeah. Um, So the book is obviously titled Mockingjay, and we know them to be kind of hybrid birds. Um, And Suzanne Collins, the author, basically likened Katniss to the Mockingjay because both should have never existed. I was like, well, that's interesting. Because yeah. if, if it's a Mockingjay, it was like made from two different... You know, you, yeah, know, you, know, you I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, to promote the release of the book, many bookstores held midnight release parties, which oh, yeah. back in the day weren't super big. But, you know, as yeah. you know, Harry Potter and all of those came out, it became a little bit more... Um, prominent uh the official event was in new york city and the author actually attended suzanne collins attended um they had tarot card readings a magician jugglers face painters it was like a whole ordeal yeah i was like i don't know how any of that relates back to the book (laughs) but you know it's fine. More fun for other people um they also gave away signed copies of of catching fire and hunger games um because not everyone in line would already have a copy hey but like 
They're signed copies. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and then once Suzanne Collins actually got to the to the event, they she read the first chapter of the novel and kind of, you know, oh, it, and I actually have in my notes, she read it with um, an accent because apparently Katniss is from Appalachia. And so she she kind of put a twist on it and what? read it with, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, and then, uh, and the most interesting aspect of this, because uh, uh, Suzanne Collins was there obviously to, to promote, she had to use a signature stamp because she had injured her hand and was unable to sign the book. Oh my gosh, that doesn't count then. I, I, I mean, technically if she's the one stamping it, I guess it's the same thing. I don't know. But it's like a signature. Use your left hand. No one's going to know. But yeah, but like then it's like not as cool. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so they technically got signed books, but they weren't really signed. But I thought that was interesting. <laughs> I bet that's a not a fake story, but I bet it was a fake injury because she didn't want to sign all those copies. Maybe. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of hand yeah. motion. <laughs> um, so we know the last two movies. I think the first movie on Rotten Tomatoes had a 98%. I think the second one has had a 90%. This one only has a 68%, Ooh. which, I mean, as we go through, we'll talk about it. I felt like this very much had the Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one vibe where it's like, it's total setup movie. Yeah, it's setting you know the what stage I mean? for the finale. So uh, the part one of movies is never the best part, you know? I will say compared to Harry Potter part one of the finale, like this actually had some action in it. I thought so too. Which I appreciated. Yeah, Harry, yeah the Harry Potter one put me to sleep. Yeah. Totally. Uh, the budget was $125 million and it grossed uh, $755 million. Uh, it was dedicated to Philip Seymour Hoffman, because who sadly died a week before the filming ended, um, which is crazy that, that he died crazy. during filming. Um, and since, But the, since the, the majority of his scenes um, for the final two movies had already been filmed, um, the role was finished with other characters taking his lines. So I don't know which ones, but you can kind of see towards the end of this mm-hmm. part he doesn't look healthy yeah like his face is kind of red remind me do you do you remember how, what he died from i can't remember i'm not sure yeah. I, i'm wondering if it was a heart attack though because mm. he was pretty young when he died yeah. um and just kind of the way he looked you yeah. know it didn't look like he had cancer i don't know so who knows um in order speaking of not looking great um pita is looks a little different in this yes. film. Um, in order for him to look tortured, a lot of people thought he went on some like extreme diet to, to make it mm-hmm. look like that. I'm like, or they could CGI it to make his <laughs> face slim, which is what they did. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of appearances, uh, Jennifer Lawrence actually cut her hair the summer before filming began um, due to all the damage of all the dying and everything mm-hmm. from the previous films. And so as a result, she wore a wig during this film. You can definitely tell. And it, it says she sported a $30,000 wig in this movie. Okay. That was not worth $30,000 because no. it's very obvious that she's right. wearing a wig. Yeah. <laughs> like very much so. Yeah. So, but I was like, well, there goes some of your budget. <laughs> um, and then lastly, um, do you remember the uh, artist Lord, who was really big yeah. for a long time? Mm-hmm. And she was really young. Um, she actually curated the soundtrack for this movie, um, being one of the um, youngest people ever to curate a, a soundtrack for a film in Hollywood. I could see it. Her vibe yeah. fits into this. Yeah. This or Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Also, total tangent. Have you been on Netflix lately? Uh, yes and no. Randomly, 
Twilight is like the third trending movie on oh. Netflix right now. Well, it's funny you should mention that. I've been noticing on Bookstagram that a lot of people are posting about how like they're rewatching it or like the nostalgic value. I don't know. So maybe that's why <laughs> people are just very, feeling like they need to watch it. Yeah, it's just very strange. I, I haven't know. watched it in a while and I don't intend to well, until may- we do Well, maybe it. <laughs> people are finishing, what was it, The Midnight Sun and they're feeling uh, like they maybe. need to But that didn't come out. It. Or that already... Bleh. It came out like last year sometime. It was, yeah, it was sometime last year. Yeah. So I guess maybe. Maybe like a lot of people are on summer break and they're just like... Anything's to watch. (laughs) (laughs) So the cast of this movie, a couple people we get introduced to um, this time. We'll start with President Alma Coyne is played by Julianne Moore, who's kind of weird, but like fabulous in the same time. (laughs) She has an Oscar for her role in Still Alice. And we just saw her in um, The Woman in the Window. Um, And we've heard this a couple times before is that her children who were huge uh, fans of the novel are actually the ones that convinced her to take this role. Oh, well, there you go. So, I mean, I don't know if I fully am convinced as her for this role, but she was okay. I think I just didn't like the character in general. So yeah. it was like, whatever, like she didn't really do anything to add to yeah. it for me. I don't know who I would put her in that role, but she was kind of meh for me. I don't know. Um, have you seen the Allegiant or no. Divergent series? Uh, no, stay uh, away. Um, but what's her face? Oh my god, I'm blanking on her name. Kate Winslet is like the oh. head HBIC mm-hmm. in that one, and I could totally see mm, that. But maybe. obviously, if you've maybe. done one series, you're not going to go <laughs> yeah. do another. Uh, next character is Colonel Boggs. Do you happen to know how to pronounce his first name? Because I feel like you do a much better job. I of don't that. actually know his name, so <laughs> let me look it up. <laughs> I want you to take a crack at it before I totally butcher it. You're talking it. about the main, like the the actual actor's name. Yeah, right? give me one. Yeah, second. his name's Colonel Boggs in the in the. <laughs> I don't know. Story. Maybe know his first name. Uh, no, his first name's what I can't pronounce. Oh, Mahershala. Yeah, okay. Mahershala. There you Ali. go. See, why did I not know his name? I've seen him in like a bunch of stuff. Anyway, <laughs> well, he has he has two Oscars um for supporting roles, uh, one for Green Book and one for Moonlight. He's also in Hidden Figures, and he's in the TV shows uh, True Detective, Luke Cage, and House of Cards, plus a million other things. I loved him in True Detective. I also loved him in House of Cards. And Luke Cage was terrible, so I didn't see that. <laughs> I can't uh, believe I didn't remember his name. Well, I'm glad you knew because I was like, that was kind of where I was leaning towards, but we all know how oh, I do man, with I names. Yeah, I should have just had you pretend or go for it. No, I love when you do that. No, I felt like he's too good of an actor for me to like do him dirty like that. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I he's great. Yeah, he's great. Um, he actually is not black though in the book because he has like mm. blue eyes. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't think that That's that matters fine. and I think he did a great job. <laughs> uh, next character is Crescent. Cressida? Cressida. Cressida. I should know that. It's basically my last name. <laughs> True. Right? It's spelled, it's, it's spelled C-R-E-S-S-I-D-A. Yeah. Cressida. So, yeah. Uh, played, played by Natalie Dormer. Uh, she was in Game of Thrones. Yes, she was. Uh, which I loved her role in Game I of Thrones. Um, she was also in the TV show The Tudors as well. She's mm-hmm. been notoriously like a TV series actress. Yeah. Um, I didn't really recognize any of the other titles she's been in in movies. Yeah. Um, but so she has a half shaved head in in the movie. Um, it was actually her idea to only have a half shaved head. Um, and then it was covered in Ivy, but in, um, the book, this character is actually like totally bald, totally shaved. It's supposed to be Uh with Ivy everywhere, I guess. (laughs) The the half look is cool. I guess. Give her an edge. (laughs) Sure. Um, 
I mean, she was fine for this role for me, too. Uh, yeah, they. I don't know if it's just because you see it more, like, you obviously see them come to life in the movie. Mm-hmm. I felt a little bit more, like, oomph from her in the movie than versus in the book. book. They're just kind of more, like, BC yeah, characters for sure. in the book. Um, and then kind of her little running mate in all of this, uh, must. Masala, Masala, I think it's just Masala. Masala um, is played by Evan Ross, which is so weird. Wait, who's that? Evan Ross? Who's that? You've met Evan Ross. I have? It's Ashley Simpson's husband. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, um, he was in the movie ATL and a bunch of other random stuff. He's also related to Diana Ross. It's, it's his sister. His, his aunt? No, his mom, I think. Is it? Well, I thought it was, but then I was reading through his bio and I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, Diana Ross, parent. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) So yeah, he was in it. That's right. (laughs) I clearly was not paying attention to him. Well, he doesn't really have many speaking parts. I think he has like one line in this whole movie, but he's there all the time. That's true. I just thought it was interesting that he was in it. Yeah, he's not... I'm just oh Tracy Ellis Ross is his sister. That's probably who you were. Thinking oh about. yeah 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 yeah. Um, but no, I don't like. I, he's like whatever. I don't know. I guess <laughs> it makes sense for the role because the role doesn't really do much. Yeah, either. I don't know. But yeah, Rosha met him one time at a event we were doing at the radio station with mm-hmm. Ashley Simpson. They almost adopted a dog and then they didn't. That was rude. <laughs> it was. The whole event was for adoption yes. of dogs, <laughs> not like a random thing. <laughs> Is that it? That's, that's it. all your. That's those are all your. Who cast else did members? you want me to talk about? I don't know. The only Clearly other... people I haven't even noticed some certain people. Well, the <laughs> other one I was gonna talk about is the the Avox in this. The guy who's with mm-hmm. them as well, mm-hmm. um, because that's he's Fulton from Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> but like but, he but... literally has no lines because he has no tongue. Correct, but he does whistle. He's a very good yeah, whistler, and he's like there. <laughs> but yeah, so the guy who plays Fault in Mighty Ducks is also funny in this. enough. I remembered him more than um, Evan Ross, who had a speaking part. <laughs> so okay, one line barely it. counts. <laughs> All right, time for who said it. Um, your first quote is: "It costs a lot more than your life to murder innocent people. It costs everything you are." Mm. President Coin. Mm, no, PETA. Mm, <laughs> Next one. We're going to form a republic where the people of each district and a capital can elect their own representatives to be their voice in a centralized government. President Coin. No, Plutarch. God. <laughs> I'm going to skip over fire no! catching okay. because you know that's Katniss. <laughs> uh, that's not the one I said. Yeah, fire is catching. And if we burn, you burn. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't do the first part. That's fine. All right. Next one. I don't think President Snow will kill PETA. If he does, he won't have anyone left you want. He won't have any way to hurt you. Finnick. Mm, Prim. <laughs> Last one. Prim is weird in this one. Like, she's aged mean? really weird. Well, you know, she had to grow up real yeah, fast. Yeah, but then, like, they keep trying to make her, like, a little girl. It's weird. All right. <laughs> Do you blame the actress for, like, you know, hitting puberty? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last one. I drag myself out of nightmares each morning and find there's no relief in waking. Cadness. Finnick. Wow. <laughs> you were like, what, 0 for 4? Um, I got one, you took it out. <laughs> so get out of here. All right. F, Mary kill. Um, I'm saving the, the, the main three for part two. Okay. So I just had to like come up with some people. Okay. Um, so your options are President Coin, President Snow, and oh, Colonel gosh. Boggs. 
gosh. Okay, well, I gotta kill a president snow because he's yeah. awful. Yeah. Um. <sighs> okay, I will. I'm gonna marry President Coin because I feel like I was born to be the first lady of something. <laughs> Okay. Might as well be District 13 in the in the dungeon. Um, and I will start a revolution with, with Colonel Boggs. I like it. Um, I'm going to also kill Snow, um, but I'm going to marry Boggs. I feel like he can protect me, especially if we're about to hit a revolution. Facts. Um, and then I, I will start the revolution with Coin because... You know, she's powerful. She can command things. So <laughs> She's you know, been through some stuff. She, she has, clearly. <laughs> uh, so this movie starts off, again, with Katniss hiding in a tunnel somewhere. We're not exactly sure because basically the last the last scene we saw in the, la- in the second movie was like she was on like a hover ship thing. Um, <laughs> yep. But someone comes and gets her and is basically like, we need to get you back to bed. Like, you can't be out here. Um... Before we find out, like, where she is, that's not how the book starts. No. Yeah, so the book actually starts with her um, going back to District 12 and, like, seeing the remains or the rubble of basically everything that happened, which we get later in the movie. It's just... Later. Later. (laughs) So, I don't know. uh, Do we get it twice in the movie? I forget. We do. Yeah, so, yeah, the first time she goes kind of by By herself herself is how the book starts. Yeah. So, but... The movie starts in District 13. Um, We then see... So after this, like, woman comes and, like, brings her back to where she's supposed to be, we then see her in, like, a hospital-type bed. And Finnick is also there as well. And he says, like, he wanted to go back and try to find Peta and Joanna. But, like, he, like, physically could not move. But he's also, like, struggling a lot with, like, guilt of leaving them behind. Yeah. Um... Finnick is also going through some things. He is not okay. Yeah. They also have Annie, who's his love. Right. Held up at the Capitol too. So he's like just as worried, if not more. Yeah. And then we get introduced pretty quickly to Colonel Boggs uh, because he's also there. And we find out that he is District 13's head of security. And he's come to get Katniss and basically puts her in this elevator. And they go way, way down somewhere. (laughs) Like this place goes on forever. Yeah. Come to find out that District 13... See, this is what bugs me. So now we're finding out that District 13 is alive and well and underground mm-hmm. and has been functioning for years. If you haven't read the books, you're like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> right? But if you've read the book, you're like, oh, those girls that we should have met last movie mm-hmm. were right. Sure. But also they weren't necessarily positive that this did exist. They right. had heard rumors. Right. Who's to say Katniss hadn't heard rumors either? I don't think she did. She heard rumors from those girls <laughs> okay. from the second book. Anyways, um, we don't really get a whole lot of background of how District 13 has been able to survive. And yeah. they actually made a deal with the Capitol. They did. They were basically like, we'll go underground, pretend like we're all dead or that there's nothing here. If you yeah. just leave us alone, you do you, we'll do us. And, right. You know, we'll, we'll go on our merry way. And what for whatever reason, I think the Capitol was kind of scared of what they're capable of. Well, because so their were, whole thing is like military and nukes. And yeah. that was their district. Right. So they're like, yeah, OK, we'll agree with it. Just, you know. 
and will bomb it to make it look like you guys aren't there. Which is why it always looks like there's like rubble everywhere because they made it look that way. Yeah. So we didn't get any of that background in the movie. It was just like, ta-da, here we are. Also, totally side, total side note, but have you ever seen the Matrix movies? Yeah, it was actually on TV the other day. Um, You know how like everything's like underground? Mm -hmm. Do you remember like those scenes in the (laughs) Matrix where they like go underground? Like that's what I felt. It felt like for me. (laughs) But like dirtier. (laughs) But wait, which one's dirtier? District 13. They're a little grungy. Yeah. (laughs) That's just the vibe I got. That's funny. Um, We then get to meet President Alma Coyne, which it's so funny. They like say it all in one. It's like Alma Coyne. Alma (laughs) Coyne. President Coyne. (laughs) Anyways, all right, <laughs> um, and we find out that there's been riots happening literally everywhere since Katniss took down the arena. Um, like pretty much everybody but District Two mm-hmm. has revolted against the Capitol, right? Um, and that District Thirteen has really been preparing this whole time, and they're like ready to fight. Finally, like they they feel like they have come to a point where they can actually take down the Capitol now that they have support from the other districts. Um, but Katniss is like not with it. She's like still super pissed that they didn't say PETA. She's like, that's all cool. But like my boy's still like somewhere else. Since when does she care about PETA though? Let's like, what the heck? Since it's been weighing on her conscience. <laughs> like, let's get real. Like Gail kind of hits it on the head later. Like you only care about it when it's like either like we're in pain or you're in pain. True. You know what I mean? So they end up, at this point, she's so pissed, you know, and for some reason in the movie, now they're think now they say like, okay, she needs to go see what the Capitol did to District 12. So she's more upset about, you know, about that than at us for not saving PETA. Right. Like, let's distract her. <laughs> so they take her to District 12. It's completely destroyed. As she's walking around, she like steps on a skeleton and is like, super creeped out and then sees like dead bodies literally everywhere. That was crazy. Yeah. So obviously she's like super upset. And, but while she's at the house, um, she, she goes back to the Victor's alley village village, (laughs) and her house is still standing. That's like the one spot that they didn't, uh, bomb. Right. And it's funny in the book they mention or she mentions like they probably did that because if for whatever reason, someone from the Capitol has to like slum it again, right. They have that space to like stay. Right. (laughs) So, but she goes in, she grabs some of her mom's herbs and we find out that buttercup managed to survive buttercup, which is the cat. And cats so, are resilient, man. Yeah, nine lives. And she like shoves it into her purse. She's like, I'm gonna take this home from my sister. <laughs> right, because District 13 is very strict. So right. she's like, okay, I need to like hide this cat because they may steal it. From right. Me. <laughs> and while she's walking around, she also finds one single alive white rose, which she's assuming that means that President Snow has been there or somebody has been there recently mm-hmm. and that he can get to her at any point. So now President Snow is, which I don't remember this in the book, but now President Snow is like making a speech to Pen M, mm-hmm. basically about like how and why their systems work, um, you know, and just basically telling them that they need to behave, like yeah. stop doing what you're doing. <laughs> and each district basically has these like quote unquote criminals on the stage and they end up shooting yeah. them as like, you know, an example to everybody what will happen. And he's outlawed um, the Mockingjay symbol. And as he, as she's, as he's saying that his granddaughter, who's been wearing her hair the whole time, like Katniss starts taking out her hair because she doesn't want to get in trouble. Right. 
yeah, no, this does not happen in the book. I, I, we've talked about this already, but like the movie tended to like throw these random President Snow scenes yeah. that didn't actually happen. Right. Just to, I don't know, again, set the stage for the finale. I Who guess. <laughs> so now we see um, Caesar, our favorite talk show host. <laughs> He's doing an interview with PETA. And PETA's talking about how, you know, what happened in the arena, about how he lost Katniss and that you know, they didn't know what the plan was like her throwing or, you know, shooting the arrow up into the arena wasn't like there was nothing behind it. She didn't know what she was doing. Um, they weren't part of any rebel plan. And at the same time, he's telling people to stop this revolution. Like it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. He calls for a ceasefire, um, which, you know, the people everywhere else are calling him a traitor at this point. Right. Cause they're, they're like, how dare you not be with us to right. overthrow them? Obviously not thinking like, okay, he's at the Capitol. Like he can't just say anything. Right. <laughs> and at this point he does look a little tired, you know, a little worn down, but still he looks like PETA for the most part here. Yeah. I mean, the book makes a point to say the first time Katniss sees him on screen, he, she's like, Oh wow. He's actually doing really mm-hmm. good. Like I'm, I'm happy. He's alive. He's healthy. He's well. Mm-hmm. And then it slowly deteriorates. Right. <laughs> Cause then we get like a random flashback, um, of the night when she had a nightmare before they went into the arena mm-hmm. last time. Um, and how PETA like came and like, you know, comforted her and stayed with her. And it, I guess the reason to have it in there was like to like jog her memory of how much she loves PETA. I don't, I don't really know why that needed to be in there. <laughs> it threw me off. I was like, wait, is this in the past? I'm confused. Yeah. I, and I, for, I failed to mention a little bit earlier before she went to district 12, they had asked her to be president coin had asked her like, we need basically a figurehead of this mm-hmm. revolution. And which is our quote unquote mocking Jay. And we want you to be her. Yeah. And that's when she was like, nah, like this is messed up. Like you guys left PETA, whatever. Yeah. So she was still kind of like, thinking about it after she saw PETA's interview, she decides, all right, I'm going to do this, but only if you guys agree to save PETA or pardon PETA, Joanna and Annie, um, when they come, when we get them back. And, and also like, oh no, at this point that she goes, no, President Quinn's like, no, yeah. thank you. Like, we're not doing that. Like, they're traitors. No, thank you. And she says something like, no individual person in District 13, like, makes decisions. Like, it's right. like group effort. Right. Um, and then Plutarch kind of, like, talks her into it, whatever. Yeah. She ends up agreeing to it. And then Katniss is also like, ooh, yeah, about that cat? You gotta let my sister keep the cat, too. <laughs> um, she also, in the book... She includes one other thing that she wants to be able to do. Well, first off, in the book, it makes it sound like she's like she she has an aha moment and she's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna be the Mockingjay. Right. And not like they came to her. It was more like she was like, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And then after talking to Prim, like in the movie, she's like, Okay, I gotta set some ground rules or some, you know, asks. Yeah. She I, I forget in the movie, I think she does ask for a like like um a rescue mission and pardon in yeah. the book she, at this point she just asks them to be pardoned if and when they're yeah. rescued um she also asks for um gail and her to be able to hunt above ground mm-hmm. which we do get in the movie but it was like a after the yeah fact it wasn't like mentioned. in that scene yeah and her biggest and last wish is that she gets to kill snow when the time comes yeah and coin says something like we'll flip a coin for it which i thought was hilarious because yeah. her name's coin um but also i wanted to mention in the book 
when she asks for these things, Coin and the rest of them are like, yeah, okay, what else? What else is on your list? Yeah. What else is on your list? Whereas in the movie, she's like forceful and like no, no. right from the beginning. Yeah. I think she wanted to like stand her ground, um, but not in the book. <laughs> I don't understand why they didn't include the kill snow part. Considering we know how the movie ends. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So the next, they finally just come to, you know, an agreement. Katniss is going to be the Mockingjay on those terms. The next scene we get is Effie. And Effie (laughs) happens a little, quite a bit differently. So in the movie, Effie or Plutarch goes down to this, cell not even really a cell just, just like a, a room sleeping quarters and effie is down there she's in like some gray jumpsuit she's in like a her hair is in like a turban she's type not her thing. normal effie self right <laughs> um but it's so funny because she's acting like this prisoner of war and he's like you know you can like come in and out like and go eat like you're right. not being held here and she's just so distraught because she's never wig she's never outfits um but he's down there because he wants to convince her to come and help them with katniss and be the mocking jay's escort and she was like no thank you and then they were like well it's gonna be katniss though and she's like okay well then no one else knows katniss better than i right. do like of course he i'm gonna said something do it like you can be replaced essentially and she's right. like, oh no, no 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 only i know Katniss." right so she decides to do it however very different conditions than what happens to her in the book well she's not even in the book oh yeah i mean yeah the prep the the way that it can yeah Yeah. the prep team uh so later uh in the movie we see effie meet back up with katniss and and gives her sinna's sketchbook right in the book plutarch gives her the sketchbook and says you know sinna had these plans for you like he knew about the rebel the the revolution that was coming and then he says we got to go find your prep team because they got to make you look good again so they go down to this like hallway of essentially cells because it's Mm -hmm. a lot more intense in the book um, and find out that these poor, I think it's three of them poor like prep team people have been essentially like locked up, not attended to made to feel like they are really prisoners. So it's interesting how they flipped it and And put Effie in there and put Effie in there. I'm glad they put Effie in there because I do love her character and I liked how they incorporated her, but very, very different um, in the book versus the movie. Uh, So now we have Effie back on the team. Um, Before they show her Cinna's book or whatever, we do get a little background of District 13. And I think it's Prim tells Katniss at this point, like, you know, because Katniss is like, where's all the kids? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all adults. Come to find out that most of the children in District 13 died in an epidemic a few years ago, including um, President Coyne's kid Mm -hmm. as well. So... You kind of get a little bit of background, yeah. make them a little bit more humanized, I guess. Um, at this point, um, President Coyne makes like an announcement to the entire district about Katniss being the Mockingjay. So now at this point, this is where Effie shows up. Oh, I, I was actually mm-hmm. going to stop you there. Um, so she mentions kind of that, you know, if 
Well, I don't know if she says it here, but basically says if Katniss holds up her end of the deal, like, we'll do the pardoning and we'll whatever. Yeah. In the movie, she asks for Annie to be pardoned, too. But in the book, she actually forgets about Annie. Oh, yeah. And she has a conversation with Finnick. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, it'll be so great when they're pardoned. And she has to, like, run over and be like, oh, right. by the way, I need to add another uh, yeah. person. I completely <laughs> I forgot. forgot. <laughs> I was like, like, lo and behold, Katniss is not thinking about anyone but no, herself. <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, she never even met Annie. So, like. Still, though. Sure. <laughs> Um, so this is where Effie shows up and she gives Katniss Cinna's sketchbook and shows her the Mockingjay outfit. We also get, you know, this is where she asks if Cinna is dead and they tell her, you know, yes. And that they've actually made the outfits as well. So they get Katniss all dressed up in, in the outfit. And I love this line because the whole thing about getting her into this outfit, they want her to shoot this video. Um, a propo. A propo. <laughs> um, and at one point, I can't remember who actually says it in the movie, but she's like, I don't know if I can do this. They're like, they're either going to want to kiss you, kill you, or be you. So get out there <laughs> or whatever. So they start shooting this, this propo, which is a short video, basically to like rally the troops get them excited it's like a hype video Mm -hmm. well Katniss is terrible at it like this whole scene is so funny because she's just awful we fight we whatever yeah it's like (laughs) can you put a little bit of inflection right well and then Hamish walks in um this is the first we see him this movie and he's sober and I love this they were like I can't remember what he says something and they're like well I don't I don't recognize you sober (laughs) (laughs) or I like you better something about him being sober but he walks in, he goes, well, this is how a revolution dies. I'm He's like, not wrong. Not wrong. Um, but basically, he, Hamish, who obviously knows Katniss very well at this point, you know, asks the group, like, when do you feel like Katniss has made you feel something? And, you know, they talk about when she volunteered for Prim, when she was singing for Rue, um, basically all the times when she was told, when she wasn't told what to do, right. like doing something on her own. So his idea is like, let's put her out back out into the field and try to pull a reaction out of her. And I love this. They were like, well, but like, what if you die? And she's like, well, just make sure you get it on camera. <laughs> so you still, know. it's still newsworthy. Right. So we find out that BD is also there. We remember him from being in the last hunger games. He's the really smart guy. Um, and he's kind of, he's, been crafting these like new bow and arrows for um for Katniss and Gail who Gail is like like a soldier now like I just don't like they put in a lot of faith in Gail there was a lot more of Gail in, in the, the book, book yeah a lot more um he he gets what's called like a communicuff which is like only like higher level people get yeah. that because you can communicate directly with President Snow and or sorry President Coin and all of them um he it it just feels like he has a lot more like skin in the game yeah and like has a little bit more say than yeah. what you get in the movie well and i felt like in the book katniss is questioning gail a lot more mm-hmm. like are you just like with these guys right. now or do you really you care about coins what? lackey right you know yeah. and you don't get that at all in yeah. in the movie another thing totally side note because i don't know when to talk about this but it was interesting in the book to actually get a feel for like what the day-to-day life in district 13 looked like mm-hmm. like each morning they get like a um, semi-permanent tattoo on their arm that tells them what their <laughs> yeah. schedule is and where they need to be and like it was very much like here's like you're you know like it's like boot camp 
exactly like boot camp. I, I wish we would have gotten that feel. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're all wearing the same uniforms. You get the idea, but it would be yeah. cool to see a little bit more of that. So we do get a little bit of a tour of District 13 at this point, And we see that they are just stacked with like bombs yeah. and missiles. And like I said, they're ready to fight. So they get on a, a hovercraft to go to District 8 because that's where that they've decided that they want to shoot this video for, you know, the rally video. And this is where we meet um, Crescinda, Crescida, 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 and uh, Masala. And they land in District 8 and we get to see like all these like wounded people. They go to this makeshift hospital. There's tons of people that are hurt but not before they walk through a mass grave of everyone who already died that as well and one thing we didn't get though is before they left plutarch gave them something to take if it goes wrong yeah so he gives them essentially a like a tiny tiny little pill and he's like so if anything goes wrong just go ahead and take that and um It'll be over. <laughs> right. Because it's a, it's like Nightlock or whatever. Yeah. They named it after Katniss. Yeah. And like, he, she's like, where am I supposed to put this tiny pill? And he's yeah. like, oh, funny you should say. Sinop created a tiny little p- compartment on your Great. suit for Great. it. Great. Good to know. So Katniss is walking among all these wounded people because they want them to see her face. And this whole time I'm like, you're just using these poor people. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, especially knowing what happens. So... While she's among all these people, someone's like, hey, like, what about the baby you were supposed to have? <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. Um, I lost it. And then someone, um, another person asks, like, are you here to, like, fight with us? And then they hold, they all start holding up the three fingers in solidarity with her. And, but unfortunately... Which I don't understand why they don't know this by now. President Snow has cameras literally everywhere. <laughs> Like, at this point, I'm like, you can't go anywhere undetected. Like, what are we doing? Well, it's interesting, too. In the book, she's like, they can't know where I am, can they? I'm like, "Mm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they can. They literally know everything. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why that's not a concept. Because he can see that they're there. So, obviously, he's like, all right, we're going to go shoot up this hospital that you were just at. Terrible. Which is awful. So, these bombers from the Capitol end up bombing the hospital um, where all these people are that they just visited and Katniss and Gail actually end up shooting down the bombers with these mm-hmm. like special arrows that BD um, made for them. Um, but unfortunately it was too late. And so, but everything's on camera cause they were, that's what they were there for was yep. to film this place. So Katniss basically is able to pull that reaction out of her and, you know, talks very passionately about what just happened and she tells president snow at this point like we're catching fire if we burn you burn while there's things burning in the background how convenient right (laughs) uh just a couple things for this being the scene specifically um in the book uh not only do do they get the pill of death but they also (laughs) get earpieces from hamish and Uh hamish is like listen to what i tell you to do do what i tell you to (laughs) do so of course katniss being katniss does not listen to him um and they they do you know um uh hit the jets or the you know the bombs that are going through they actually end up hitting a few more than like what we get on on the movie Uh, she also ends up hurting her leg um as she's Mm -hmm. escaping as well which we don't get um 
Not sure why that is, but it is what it is. We didn't get her broken leg the last one either. That's true. Apparently she's indestructible. <laughs> right. So now we get a scene from the lumber district, which is where Joanna's from. And we see all these like lumberjacks walking through the woods. I love this scene, actually. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a man just starts to whistle you know, the famous Mockingjay whistle and they all just start running everywhere and the peacekeepers are shooting at them. Well, they're lumberjacks. So they like scurry up the trees like crazy and they have actually placed bombs on the floor mm-hmm. and blow up all these peacekeepers. That was wild. So just another scene of, you know, how everybody is really getting into the revolution. They were like spider monkeys. They really were. They were like, do you Edward. get the reference? Oh, yes. yes. Good See? job. Wow. Twilight. <laughs> See, you're ready to do it. <laughs> uh, so the next thing we get, though, is Gale and Katniss. They, this is where they go hunting above ground. And there's these giant elks up there. And they don't move. They're not scared of them. And Katniss is like, what is happening? <laughs> and you know, Gail's like, well, they've never been hunted before. They, there's no reason for them to be scared of people. So they decide not, not to kill them, to kill them. They just like go and like sit by the river. (laughs) It's cute. Uh, So now we get another interview with PETA and Caesar. And this is where we really start to see PETA's decline in health. He looks sick. um, And he says, he thinks that Katniss is being told what she should do and what, you know, that she needs to think for herself and, you know, to not be a fool and, and whatnot. And Gail's like, not okay with this. He calls him a coward. And, you know, at this point in the movie, which I don't know if it happens in the book or not, like Katniss's idea is like, he doesn't know what happened in 12. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't know about it. Like we need to show him what happened in 12. But I can't remember if that happened in the book or not. It does because we even get an additional scene of her going to his family bakery. So it hits even harder for him specifically because it's like they're showing him everything that has happened. Right. So now we see them in District 12 because they're going to film to show PETA what happened. Um, But at this point, they still don't have a way of getting these videos into the Capitol because the Capitol is has shut off communication from the outside. So no one has seen it yeah, outside they, of the Capitol. Right. Exactly. They've, they've been, they've managed to get it on all the other districts. They just can't break through to the Capitol, which is who they want to right. be able to see it anyway. So while they're in 12 though, Gail actually ends up telling the story of what happened and how he helped, um, get as many people out as he could. But he's saying he was only able to get 915 people out out of the 10,000 that were there. So a lot of people died. I appreciated the way that they did the, did it in the movie where they had Gail mm-hmm. actually explain this. Yeah. In the book, it's like half a paragraph of Katniss explaining yeah. how Gail told her the story. I'm like, <laughs> right. this is kind of lame. So I appreciated that they gave right. Gail his moment. <laughs> so they're in Katniss's house again. And... Katniss kisses Gail for it's like the most lackluster kiss of all time. Yeah, this is where he's like, like I knew you were gonna do that because you only care about me if I'm in pain. In pain, because like she's like, this is the last time I kissed you when you were dying of whiplash, <laughs> whippings here, which of whiplash, whiplash. You know what I mean. <laughs> So what? So they're like taking a lunch break at this point at this like beautiful lake in District Twelve. Gorgeous. I'm like. 
is that the lake that she was talking about with her dad? Most I was like, likely. that's very far away. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did like it just seemed like a long ways away to go? But anyways, they're at the they're at the lake, and all these mocking jays come to them and start the whistle, and then Katniss starts singing the hanging tree song, which. In the movie, she was, like, open to singing for the most part. In the book, she's, like, really embarrassed almost. Like, she doesn't like singing and, like, stops oh, I got for the, the cameras. Really? I thought the movie, she was like, what? You want me to sing? In the book, she's like, okay, yeah, here I go. <laughs> it's my moment. <laughs> well, and also, we get the backstory of the song. Yeah. Like, we under- we hear that, like, you know, her dad used to sing it to her in mm-hmm. Prim when they were at the-, the lake. And it has, like, such a deeper meaning and, like... <laughs> what the actual yeah. premise of the song is because it sounds like like this guy is wanting you know his lover to meet him at the tree mm-hmm. but really what he's saying is like i'm dead will you come to the tree and die with me essentially like that's really what it's about it's really dark very dark it's really dark um but yeah they in the movie it's like this just nice song <laughs> not know why you're singing <laughs> also again i listened to the audiobook of this uh-huh. um you know how like it's like are you yeah are you yeah it's like <laughs> the way the audio it's like are you are you coming to the tree <laughs> i'm like oh my God. i don't know if this is because i'm reading or listening to yeah. it on a highlight it was not good oh no i was like you're butchering this song <laughs> i thought you did a beautiful job though just now are you are you okay that's all you're getting <laughs> Guess what I'm using this week on oh, our social no. media. <laughs> um, I don't even know where I am anywhere. Okay. <laughs> so, again, we get the idea of, like, yes, they're doing all these videos, but the Capitol still can't see them. So, but we see, at this point, there's more riots are ensuing everywhere. And in District 5, which, correct me if I'm wrong, does this happen in the book? District 5 blows up a dam. Yes. Okay. Couldn't quite remember. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> and the capital base, it's like the power source for yeah. most of the capital. We definitely, I mean, we get a way cooler version of it in the movie. <laughs> I was it's like, very much like when um, that bridge in London got like blown yeah. up in Harry Potter. You know what yeah. I'm talking about? It was like that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was intense. I don't know if I remember that. Yeah. I was like, that. It, it was like a line in the book. It's like yeah. the dam also <laughs> got destroyed. Yeah. Um, but again, we get another PETA interview and he's just a disaster. He's not doing well. He is not okay. But because of the dam being blown up and the power going out, some of the security um, communications has also broken down in the Capitol. So they're able to get a little bit of the footage that they filmed in District 12 through this broadcast so PETA can see it. So they're like, it's like flashes of it. And you can see PETA like being like, Katniss? Oh, Katniss? My heart. And at the same time, it kind of snaps him too. And he starts warning them like district 13, you need to get out of there. They're coming for you. So he said, you'll be dead by morning. Right. And so they start evacuating district 13 into these like bunkers. Like they're prepared for Code this. red alert. Right. You can, here's the one thing that this happened a couple times in the movie in throughout these movies. <laughs> like when something bombs, hmm. like, the way they film this is like you're on a ship and it's like again <laughs> like it's like the whole thing's I was like, no. Like that's like They're I, giving you the true experience. I have been through earthquakes. It's not like that. Like literally, I'm like, there's no way you guys are all being thrown across the room. <laughs> like it's not happening. 
Maybe in District 13, it's different. I mean, maybe. <laughs> but anyways. You also haven't been bombed. You've been, you've no. been through an earthquake. But I, but also, like, it's like, it's like this dramatic, like, let's shake the entire room, and then it's just fine. <laughs> like, nothing gets really knocked over. Everyone's fine. It's fine. And well, they're, they're down 40 levels. That's true. That's so. what I'm saying. There's no way that thing is, like, rocking and rolling true. down there. Anyways. So, but of course, while they're being evacuated into these bunkers, Prim gets lost. <laughs> Looking for her cat. Damn, buttercup. Ugh. Really, this whole revolution is Prim's fault. What? If Prim was never born, there would never have been a revolution because Katniss wouldn't have been in the Hunger Games to begin with. Yeah, but that would have been one less name in the thing. And who knows what maybe Katniss would have been the other one picked. Mm. You don't know that. Everything happens for a reason. Not positive about that. Poor Prim. Anyways. (laughs) So Katniss goes to find her and she finds her. It's very dramatic. This is way the, more dramatic in the movie than in the of book. Of course. This, th- when I was watching this, I was like, okay, this is why it's two hours and three minutes for no reason, because <laughs> we have to go watch her go look for the cat. But like so much cooler. Cause it's like, oh my God, are they going to get back in time? What's going to happen in the book? It's like, oh, there's Gail and Prim. They, they made it. <laughs> They're good. But like why <laughs> cut out some other very important details of the storyline, but then leave in the, extend the part about the missing cat because it's cool get out of here get <laughs> out of here anyways they really they, wanted to just show katniss getting trampled on a uh staircase i apparently. guess i guess so anyway so there's everyone is safely in the bunker now and the capital is bombing them but they can kind of see where they're being hit and they're like they're not like bombing to destroy us like they're kind of just like blindly bombing different places mm-hmm. you know and they're like not they almost just think that they're trying to like keep them down there like a way f- you know to like suffocate them down right. there so but little do they know they are prepared oh, they are prepared so anyways president coin now wants katniss to make a statement about how actually it happens like like it, the bombing happens for like two minutes in the movie in mm-hmm. the book it's like what four days or something yeah. It's a long time. But anyway, so after the bombing is done, President Coyne wants Katniss to go up top and, you know, film another video about how they survived the bombing without one casualty and yada, yada, yada. So anyways, they go turfside up there and (laughs) and everything's kind of destroyed around them. But there's white roses all over the ground. And Katniss takes this as a sign that he's going to kill PETA. Like, Snow is. Yeah. Yes, that, Sn- that President Snow is going to kill PETA. So she's like, I can't do this video. Um, in the book, the roses are pink and red. <laughs> and I'm like, why did we why? need to do that? I thought the whole point was like white, white roses, roses. Was, like his thing. Yeah, um, that's strange. But they were pink and red. Maybe there was a shortage of white roses. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he was in the uh, Valentine's-y mood. <laughs> right. It was during, it was in February. <laughs> um, so she's like, I can't do this. I and so she walks away. So as she's walking away, Hamish stops her and tells her like, hey, there's already a rescue mission in, in play right now to go rescue PETA and the other ones. And guess who was the first to volunteer? Gail. That's because he's a general. Okay. Here's my thing. Gail has been part of District 13 and this military for a whole, like, week. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> there are men in District 13 who have been training 
for years. If someone wants to come rescue me and freaking boyfriend Ray, who's been training for a week, wants to come, be like, no, you sit down. You just be ready for when she comes back. Why don't we send this guy with 20 years of training experience instead? Well, first of all, they mentioned that it's by volunteer only. So you can out of all those people, who knows? Gail's your best option. Also, if you're assuming that this could end up as a suicide mission, Gail's like, okay, I will, I will risk my life for Katniss because I love her. Okay, this is why we are, we being me, you are are team team Gail. Gail. (laughs) Boyfriend Ray is also team Gail. Thank you. Just so you know, smart. Just don't put Gail on my rescue mission, please. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, so they, instead of instead of Katniss doing this this video because she can't get herself to do it, Finnick is actually now doing this interview, and Katniss is like, "Why is he up there?" I'm like, "Cause you couldn't do it." One, anyways. The reason they want him to do this interview is because they want to try to jam as much of the communication system up while those guys are in there trying to do this rescue mm-hmm. mission. So. The team is in there and it's, it's kind of sad because Finnick is like actually like spitting some like serious, serious knowledge here, but no one can pay attention to it because they also have like the rescue mission happening at the same time. That's a huge difference between the book and the movie because again, in the book, we kind of get it as an afterthought or like it's explained after the Mm -hmm. fact, whereas we're getting it in like real time, which was in my opinion, so well done. Because it's like, yeah, I want to see what's happening like this, like as it's happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like very, very different. Uh, and I, I mean, I my ha- my eyes would be on the rescue mission over Finnick. Right. You know, anybody's would. <laughs> so the team is inside the Capitol now, ready to or trying to save Peta, and they completely lose communication. So everyone's like panicking, and so for some reason they feel like. They need now to get direct communication with Snow. So Katniss is like, let me get me on there and let's try to get the systems back up. So she yells out to President Snow, like, excuse me, (laughs) President Snow, I would like to talk to you. I was like, so uninspired when she was like yelling for him. I'd be like, hey, (laughs) I want to talk. Like, you know, there was no oomph behind it. (laughs) Anyways. Um... So anyway, she does get President Snow to come back and or come back on this system to talk to her. And she's like, can you please release PETA? I'm like, what? <laughs> he doesn't want to release. Like, what? Anyways. Um, <laughs> this is why she was not a part of the extraction. Mission right. Because- anyway, so Snow is no dummy, really. And he's like, yeah, I know your team's here. Like, I know exactly what's happening. Because he can see literally everything. Yeah, he has eyes everywhere. And he's like, yeah, I know they're in the Tribute Center. So good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. She's so like, then, oh, crap. <laughs> so then she, like, freaks out. And then, like, the scene ends randomly. Mm-hmm. But then the team is back. Surprise. I'm like, oh, that was easy enough. And they have Annie and a bald Joanna. Yeah. All her hair is wild. gone. And Peta is there, but he's in like a room to the side. She finds Gail and gives him the most lackluster hug of all time. She's literally like, she, she negates the fact that he essentially went on a suicide mission right. for her. Right. She, he doesn't even like Peta. Right. <laughs> she, he did it for her. And she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, Gail, let it go. She doesn't want you. <laughs> Poor Gail. Poor Gail. <laughs> Anyways, Gail is like, 
So we have PETA, but like, here's the weird part. <laughs> like when we were leaving, no one was shooting at us. They like let us go. Right. Which is why it was so easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, we'll find out more about that next time. I'm sure. Anyways, she goes in to see PETA and PETA is looking rough, <laughs> like rough. Yeah. And he looks at Katniss and attacks her, like chokes her to death, basically. And <laughs> I hated this next part because she's like, you know, being choked or whatever. And then the next thing we get, she's in the neck brace. Yeah. I was like, that seems a little dramatic. I mean, did you see the hold? He was very determined. I mean, sure. So she's in a... She's also very frail. <laughs> Clearly, with her, her and her wig. Um, but anyways, we find out that Pete has basically been brainwashed and he's been poisoned um, with tracker jacker venom these past however long he's been there. And what they've basically been doing is reconditioning his memories about Katniss to basically make her enemy number one in his eyes and that, he's, that she is a threat and he needs to kill her. And that's... What he tried to do. That's genius. They're like, you know what? We're actually going to use you to just do our bidding. Right. So we don't even have to deal with it. Obviously. Genius. So the last couple scenes we get here is President Coyne is addressing District 13. And like, speaking of a new Pan Am and what it can be and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but then at the same time, we see Katniss leaving her hospital you know, room and she goes in to like look into PETA's room and he's like strapped to the bed. He's like freaking out and he's not doing okay. End credit. End credit. And that is up to <laughs> chapter basically 13 in the book. Yeah. Essentially halfway through the book, which yeah. was ideal. Um, Cause we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. uh, Suzanne Collins did this very nice thing of doing three sections. Each yes. section has nine chapters, which is nice. But um, anyway, what a wild way to end the yeah. first movie in my opinion like great cliffhanger if you have if you ask me i i will say i feel like this is this movie is above the first part of the last harry potter yeah i mean i'm trying to remember i think how does it end i think he, he in voldemort goes to dumbledore's grave for yeah. the wand yeah and he, like, it's still it like cool but like this is like wild like what's yeah. gonna happen <laughs> Is Peter gonna live? What is wrong? Obviously, people that have read the book know right. what's happened. But anyway. <laughs> um, so would you say that this part of this part one has stayed true to the first part of the book? Yeah, I mean, we get most of kind of what happened. A couple things here and there are different, but for the most part, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think I know your answer to this one, but are you going book or movie? Uh, I actually didn't write it down. <laughs> Because you wanted to discuss. No, I, I actually forgot to write it down. Uh, um, but I'm going to go movie. It's our first. Is it? Oh, you went movie I last went movie time, too. Last time, too. Yeah. Um, I, this It's like a little slow to start for me, mm -hmm. the book is. Um, and because we get a little bit more of like the live action of like what actually happens as opposed to just a, a yeah. paragraph in the book explaining it, I kind of liked the the craziness or yeah. like the the hype or what's the word i'm looking for the high energy aspect of the movie yeah so. i'm gonna go with you too i'm going movie yeah. for the first time this this series <laughs> which is interesting because like we keep saying over and over again with part one of harry potter's finale it was very much like slow and there was nothing that went you know that happened in the in the movie where they did the smart thing of kind of jam packing a bunch of right. good stuff in there to keep you keep you interested and keep you entertained. So good job to what's the director's name? 
Francis Lawrence. Francis Lawrence. No relation to Jennifer. (laughs) Good to know. Yeah, I think he did a good job of kind of taking what was in the book and bringing it to life a little bit more. So, all right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Movie Girls. You can also email us at theboviegirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash theboviegirls. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you our episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you what I already mentioned. You get a sticker for joining you get a shout out in a future episode and you get access to our bonus content including our movie serials and up next we are finishing it off mockingjay part two how exciting <laughs> so, this, this is, is this is much faster than harry i Potter. know i was like how are we done already right? <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks for listening and remember don't judge a book by its movie bye <laughs>